And we are back. We're back. Craig is recovered. <laughs> Greg has recovered from his surgery. I have. And uh, so I guess you had a few days of pain, lingering pain. Yeah, I to. was. I, I took um, two two days off from work. Uh, went in on Wednesday. Was still kind of iffy. Worked from home on Thursday. And then uh, was actually really fine by Friday. Um, so uh, I had a, a gallbladder removal last Friday. Uh, and it's an interesting day to get in. So I, I essentially was told no, no eating or drinking after midnight of anything, with the exception of you could have like a little bit of... Uh, um, a little bit of water with a, a pill, you know, any medication you take in the morning. Um, so I stayed over at uh, um, at Damien and Megan's place. They, uh, you know, took care of me that day. It was very nice of them. Uh, we watched Legion that night. Uh, and then um, by, by about 10 o'clock, I didn't have anything and just went to, went to sleep uh, had to take a shower before I go to bed, and then when I wake up, that was one of their things too. They don't need mm. to be really super clean. Okay. Um, and then went in uh, about uh, got in there like eight to eight thirty, eight forty five. So the first thing they did was uh, maybe get naked and get that into my uh, hospital clothes. They stuck an IV in me. It's actually, it's healed up mostly, but it was pretty bruised here mm-hmm. on the hand. Right. Um, and then uh, took me into prep, shaved my belly, and just it got started to go into, I remember, I remember going into the operating room, getting lifted up onto the operating table. There was like a... Uh, like a bouncy castle thing or something that you okay. to, to to inflate and then put you over. Uh, started to hear and you know, they just said like you know I put a I got a mask put on my, my face and uh, you know you're gonna start to feel something in your arm burning and then I keep thinking about the between when you know when I that last thing I remember and when I woke up and I don't know whether I was. I sense any time pass. I keep thinking about it. So because I keep thinking about it, I keep altering it, obviously. Yeah. I believe that in some weird way, like I recognized that some time had passed. It wasn't like it was instantaneous, but for all my memory is concerned, it was instantaneous. Mm-hmm. But I think that I was cognizant that sometimes, I mean, because you woke up, you, I wake up and I'm kind of, you know, out of it. I, I'm trying to look at a clock, trying to focus my eyes and keep them open to look at a clock, see what time it is. Uh, and I notice there's, you know, a lot of pain right around my belly button. And, uh, and I'm like, oh. and it was like, it was about two o'clock uh, when it was, when I was finally waking up. It only took about an hour and a half or so. Uh, the procedure itself, all laparoscopic. Um, they said that the hardest problem was actually getting the gallbladder out because it was a very big stone. Okay. Uh, and so they had to open up the, the my belly button just a bit more to get it out, and they had to actually cut up the stone a bit. I think. Huh. Yeah. Um. Or something like that. Or no, it doesn't make sense. It wouldn't. They well, I guess they could do it inside the bag. 
because they put it into a bag and then oh, take it out. Okay. So as long as they open it up inside the bag, then nothing should get out of into your guts. I've, I've watched a couple of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> so just to see what what, what happened. It's interesting because uh, it's a it's a, I mean they stuck they stick a couple probes in you and then uh, they stick a little of you know a bigger kind of probe in your belly button. They take the the, the fat off of the there are two ducts. There's one there's one that's the bile duct into your gallbladder, uh, and there's one that is the, the artery. So they uh, they take the fat off and they separate those out and they cauterize and clip those two. And they remove the gallbladder, sort of uh, easily, you know, trim it off of the liver, put a bag in there, stick the gallbladder in the bag, and then pull that whole thing out. And then clean it up and seal you back up again. Cool. Yeah. So uh, woke up in, in, a, in a lot of pain. <laughs> uh, and... Imagine what it would have felt like tw- waking up 20 years ago, though. Well, yeah, because you had to get a full cut yeah. around here. Mm-hmm. Um, but over the course of, you know, a couple of days, the pain went away and the only restriction I had was no alcohol for 24 hours. Uh, there's no restriction I have on my diet, nothing else. The only thing that I've noticed, uh, that's true is that my stools are a little looser and, and a little bit more often now. Um, and that will, that my body will probably get used to it and it will, it will eventually get back to normal for right now. That's definitely happening. Um, but, uh, other than that. I mean, I don't have the pain in it anymore, so that's good. The the pain from the golf stuff. So. Okay. Uh, don't, I, there's a little bit of, of pain remaining, you know, but that, that's going to, over the course of the next couple of weeks, that's going to go away completely, and yeah, I'll just have scars. Newer, better Greg. Yeah. Now, instead of my bile being um, held in the gallbladder, it's going to go, it goes directly to my liver. That's how it works. Okay. So that's it. That's all there is to it. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was funny that 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 whole day. That was kind. Of, I mean, I I stayed up till like ten or eleven that night. So it wasn't like the the anesthesia made me tired, but I was definitely kind of a little out of it, not fully there. Mm-hmm. I, like my brain was exhausted or not fully working, but I felt you know like a lot more awoke the next day. <laughs> Yeah, it I was mean, tough after to... I had my knee surgery. Yeah, the rest of the day is not not a black hole, but it's definitely a very foggy. Yeah, even when you think you're with it, you're still only eighty percent. Right. Yeah, I think that's yeah. Like I was talking, you know, talking to my family, you know, on, on the on the Facetimes, and I was like, the next day I felt a lot clearer headed. Even though I felt like oh, well, I'm fine that day, the mm-hmm. next day I was like, "Whoa, okay, yeah, definitely much more, much more clear headed." Uh, it was hard for me to sleep because I normally sleep in my stomach. Okay, and that and that night I couldn't at all, so I was I was drifting in and out of sleep. Gotcha. Might have been like worse sleeping in an easy chair or something like that that night. You know, if you kept wanting to roll over, yeah, like yeah. in a recliner or something like that, maybe. But I'm done and over with, right? So. Next time you get your gallbladder out, mate, you can consider that trick. So I mean, I could have done a show that Sunday, but um, yeah, I was in pain. Yeah, there's no point. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, that was it. That, that's my uh, surgery story. Not not a whole lot else to tell. You know, no no complications, nothing crazy. I went to see a doctor. The shortest one of the shortest doctor visits I ever had was seeing the doctor uh, and the follow up. He looked at the wounds. Said, "Okay, yeah, they're healing. Just keep the tape on there for about a week. You're fine." That's it. Cool. Yeah. Doctor was in. Look, all right, good job. <laughs> kind of what they do. Yeah. The surgeon, you know, that's not, he's not there to. Yeah. Well, to, like I was, I, th- I might have told, told, stop me if I've told this story, but when I had my knee surgery, you know, my orthopedic surgeon is like one of the best in the city. Mm-hmm. He's the pirate's sort surgeon. And all the, like the first couple appointments, right? His assistant or whoever the, you know, person was spent the time with me. He came in, shook my hand like 45 seconds max and he's out the door again. Mm-hmm. And every time I saw him, it was like this really short, impersonal thing. And then the last one before the surgery sits down in the room. And we're like talking about identity theft and IT security type stuff and things like that. Like, what is going on? And, you know, it just, he wants you to have trust in him. You mm-hmm. know, so he builds rapport. He, all the time, you know, you're not going to, and then afterwards, like no rapport, right? Mm-hmm. It's just that one last checkup before the yeah. surgery is where he builds rapport. And then after that, he's back to his very efficient, like I said, he's, you know, in order to get a really good surgeon, I don't care if he's not friendly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's surgeons, you know, you know, they're not GPs. They're not there to, to be your, uh, yeah. to hold your hand. They're there to, to, to get them. They're the rock stars of the medical world. They're there to do the. Right. It was just still weird. He spent the jock, so the jock, that's just it. The jocks of the medical yeah. world. It was still weird that, you know, he spent, you know, we were just talking about completely unrelated things mm-hmm. for 20 minutes yeah my, my doctor didn't build that much of a rapport with me I mean I saw him once um, he said yep we need to get the skull bladder out let's let's schedule something you want to do it this Friday I was like um, let's, how about how about next Friday I don't know about this Friday maybe next Friday I just I didn't want to like jump into it right away but like two weeks with, I just want to have some time mm-hmm. he said okay if we want to get this done though we don't want to you know have any obstruction that could be a problem I was like alright yeah, well two weeks sounds good but just it was like uh, I was seeing him on like a Monday or something and I was like doing it this, this weekend just seems just too mm-hmm. too it was too much for me to 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 handle right so but uh, no that like didn't I? I maybe was in the room with a guy total, for like you know, besides the surgery that happened, in the room with the guy for like ten minutes total. <laughs> so, in and out, quick, yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, so we were talking about Legion. Yeah, Greg told, asked me if I was watching Legion on FX, and I thought it was going to be some kind of Roman Legion thing. You know, like oh, like a really well done historical piece. That sounds interesting. You know, I was I was imagining like something a la um, Game of Thrones. You know, like you know when they're mm-hmm. over in right, you know yeah. the the Legion. You know the what's the name? Yeah. What's the um, the place Egypt. with the big pyramid, right? In that city, right? Yeah, that's that's how I started picturing oh, like Egypt, like in, well, in, uh, in Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, a marine, yeah, marine. So I was, I was picturing like, oh, it's going to be a drama about something like that, mm-hmm. and then it, yeah, it turns out it's this um, Clockwork Orange esque, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, mental hospital thing. It was 
it was fascinating. And then, you know, to find out spoilers that it's a uh, superhero show, you know, because they don't lead with that at all. Right. And that was pretty cool because I, I didn't research it. I just went in blind and it was fun going in blind. Um, you know, it's based on, uh, based on X-Men comic character called Legion, uh, who is, um, but I, I don't think it's necessary for you to know anything about the character. I certainly didn't know much about it. I still don't know much about the character. You know, I know a little bit more now, but, um, it's the thing I think to take away is, is Noah Haley, he, who has done the, he does Fargo. He's the writer of Fargo, uh, okay. the, the TV show version. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about how great that is. And so he's writing this, and he also directed that episode of uh, Legion. And what a, I think it was like a tour de force. That, that was such a, such a unique, like it was, it's like an hour 15, I think. It's a little mm-hmm. bit longer than an hour. Such a unique uh, take and uh, visuals and interesting dynamics and way to throw you into the head of somebody who is, who has those, these kind of mental issues. Um, really just, uh, I couldn't stop watching it. I, I couldn't get enough of it. I, I that I, I sort of for a while I wasn't sure what to think of it, and then that scene, which was I think it was all a dolly, you know, all of one one track scene where they go through after in the interrogation room, and then they show the outside of the interrogation room. Oh. And that was like that was when it clicked to me how good. Like, oh wow, they're really doing something awesome here. Like because <laughs> it wasn't just then. Uh, a weird psychodrama. There's also some other story going on, but also you're not sure whether how much of this is real and how much this is in his head. So right. it was really, really very good. I loved it. The second episode is was was good, but like not as to me, not as mentally fulfilling as that first episode, which was like brain candy to me. I love. Yeah, that's it. like the episode it. you submit for awards. Yeah, yeah. It was best so, screen, you submit that for like best screenplay or something like that. Uh, I would go best director because that was yeah. such a such a well directed. Yeah. Well, I mean everything everything was oozing with style. Yeah, and the little dance number in the, the middle. little dance number, which was <laughs> which was like beautifully done in in its weirdness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was never like leaning on the fact that it was a dance number. It was there sort of as a as an off kilter, like some, some weird shit's going on in here. Yeah. I just, I just saw it kind of as a, well, he was trying to, you know, at that point he was having flashbacks and right. things, you know, couldn't tell what was a hallucination or what wasn't, you know, that kind of thing. So obviously the dance number was a hallucination because they were not doing such yes. nice dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, loved it. Um, in April, I think is when a lot of the shows are, we love are coming back, like um, Silicon Valley, okay, uh, Better Call Saul. I think Fargo may be coming back then too. Yeah, uh, I think Fargo is due back mm-hmm. sometime this spring. I mean, um, yeah, so yeah, it'll be good with all those shows coming back and kind of. You know, I've got Netflix now, so I've been kind of rolling through Netflix. I haven't kept up with House of Cards, so, you know, I've been kind of letting that play in the background. You know, I'm not super into it, but it's kind of like why you watch Star Wars. It's a cultural thing. I should, yeah. well, I should I, kind of catch up. I, I, I found that 
I, I've been able to avoid House of Cards and not have to worry about it. Yeah. I mean, so I watched probably like the first three seasons as, you know, as they came out. Uh-huh. So, you know, I'm also interested in what happens to Frank Underwood. You know, like right now I'm to the point where he was shot and just, I think he just died in the last, like the cliffhanger at the end of the episode was he died or at least he's, you know. Seems to be dead. Seems to be. They wouldn't kill off Kevin Spacey. Well, like I said, I haven't done any, you know, outside the mm-hmm. plotline research to figure out if he's still on the show for the last season or not. I I would like to see the president assassinated and, and you know, in the story, how that reacts. And, okay. Yes. Uh, you put that at the end there in well, the story. Yeah. In, <laughs> yes. Yes. I guess that's I very want, important. I don't want you to. That's very important. To... I would like to see Kevin, I would like to see Frank Underwood get assassinated. And then the plot of how the government mm-hmm. reacts to that. Um, yes. I am not saying I want to see Donald Trump assassinated. I don't like the guy. But yeah, don't 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 kill people. Yeah, yeah. Violence doesn't work. Okay. Um. What else? What else is happening? So it's been two weeks. I know. It's been, I can't. I really can't think of anything. I've been really busy at work. I've been making good progress with things at work, which is cool. Because like for like the end of last year, I was, felt like I was. Spinning my wheels in mud. I don't have anything really specifically to mm-hmm. share with the listeners of the podcast, but you know things are productive, but busy. Um, I'm 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 kind of, I'm kind of like a Trump junkie, though. Like you know, like I'm listening to so many political podcasts and like in, in news and stuff. I'm just in this. I don't want to really talk about it now because I know you you know not really into really. But, you know, I've just been, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to get tired of it. I don't know if, like, the news cycles are going to get back to normal or, like, if this is the new normal. It, I, 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 on some level, I feel like, I mean, it, it's, I'm embarrassed by the guy. But on, on another level, just something you're going to have to wait out. There's, there's not much that can be done. Always forty-seven months to go, man. The stuff he says is is absurd and and atrocious and horrible. But I also keep in mind he's not a king. He doesn't have the kind of power that people think he does. Right. The thing that you know that I'm pondering right now is: Do I expect that he's going to seize control and not relinquish the president? No, I don't expect that. But, you know, the things he's doing about discrediting the press and whatnot is, you know, we've seen this in history before. So, like, we have seen this in history before. We've seen this in history before, though, under very different circumstances uh, and not not in the same kind of, I mean, you know, history does repeat itself for sure. But also there are different circumstances that, that change things. So I'm not... Like I said, I don't expect that it's going to happen, but I think I need to like stay on guard. It, it's good for to stay. It. It's definitely good to stay on guard, but you know, it's also it's easy to get riled up by things that are imaginary, um, or or things that don't matter that much. 
in, in, in the grand scheme of things. He, he's a populist idiot who's saying populist idiotic things. As long as he's the only one who does it, right? As long as it, there's not a bunch of people who are politically doing the same thing. The problem is if it proves to be successful, people will be doing it. Well, as far as I know, he's the only one for which this sort of thing has worked. I think we're going to see, I mean, almost have to see other people trying it. Oh, sure. I mean, and I would be shocked if he's the only one that can make it work. I think he might be at least one of the very few because he has no shame. And other people, for whatever reason, have shame. Yeah, maybe. I think there's plenty of people that don't have shame. But he has no shame, and he has a a, a penchant for understanding the crowd. I mean, he's got... He he has that uh, T.T. Barnum sensibility. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I I guess he kicked off his re-election campaign yesterday, right? mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. that's what that was. I mean, what else was it? It was just a way for him to get what he wants. Yes, but... his I mean, adulation. That's what he wants. That's all he wants. That's all he wants. He doesn't care about the policy at all. He doesn't care about anything except people cheering him. So he'll do whatever that takes. And uh and getting that that was his that was his like vacation was get was that rally. That was his recharge. That was his, you know, getting away from a disastrous month. And just getting getting the the vital feedback he needs of people cheering him because he doesn't get that when when people say you're the president you have to make decisions and he's like I don't want to manage I don't do any of this stuff he doesn't want any of this stuff he he does not want to be president not at all he wants to be cheered like he's president right but he doesn't actually want to have any of the responsibilities of being a president it's almost like a uh... Probably, you know, like the there's a fairy tale or a fable like about this, right? Where he wanted to be, you know, I want to be the most famous person in the world. Right, yeah. and now he has the responsibility of being the most famous right. person in the world, and Monkey it's a nightmare type thing. Yeah, and it's a nightmare. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it sounds like a story that has already been written a thousand years ago. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see how things continue. I, I understand why the Republicans are kind of towing the line right now. It's actually politically bad for them to go against Trump. The Republican base right now likes Trump. No one else likes Trump, but the Republican base does. And these guys are going to be facing primary challenges if they go strong against Trump. With crazy Trump type. With crazy Trump type people. That will and the and the Democrats are going to be very very strong in this in the next in the interim election because it always is the case that you know the interim election is is um, like nine times out of ten the the outsider party wins or you know gets much stronger yeah and, and the party's so far outside that right there's an extra pressure to and the Democrats are going to be active and want. And, and the Democratic voters are going to be very active voting. So the Republicans have to make sure that they at least have strong <laughs> that strong backing for them. So politically, the calculus says, <clears throat> in, you know, do what you can to to not rock the boat 
and don't you know get like going against Trump right now politically is a disaster for Republicans. And right now, yeah, they don't care about. You know, you can throw you can throw it at their face for sure because they don't they don't care about the country as much as they care about getting elected the next time. So, yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be a long four years. Yeah. Yep. 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 Long four years is right. But we lived through it before. We can live through it again. <laughs> Makes GW seem like an awesome president, though. Yeah, bring back somebody who actually had shame and who actually, dumb as they may have been, cared about people other than themselves. Right. Yeah. I mean, there is the person who wants to... I was going to say make America great again, but actually mean it. But it's so loaded. I don't know if I can actually use that phrase, right? There's a person who wants to do the best for the country. And I can disagree with how they want to go about it. Mm -hmm. And then there is like, oh, this fake news thing makes me so mad. This discrediting the press makes me so, so angry. Yeah, well... The only thing you can do is 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 be active when you can and vote, and you already do that. I mean, so I don't know. There's not much else you can do. Well, activism after that, right? You have to, yeah, protest. You have to. You have to do the hard stuff. If you voting is the easy thing, you have to do the hard stuff if you want to make a bigger difference. If you feel like you you know you can, yeah. You want a beer? I do. Let's just drink. How'd you like that? Um, so the beer we had in the pre-show, it's interesting. It's this, I bought, one of the beers I bought for the Thanksgiving beer buy at work, big bottles. Uh, and so I was kind of limited getting big bottles to the beer distributor. So I got uh, Drew and Steve's Imperial Mutt Brown Ale from Stone. It was bottled April 2015. So not a fresh one, but it aged really well. Yeah, it aged well. It's, um... It kind of a, you know, when you have an imperial brown ale at two and a half years old, it kind of came across a little bit like an old ale. Or, I mean, you could tell that it was very, very hop faded. There were mm-hmm. definitely hops that were in there. It's pretty sure it's pretty hoppy. It's not not hoppy anymore, but it's uh, yeah, it was fine. Didn't really have much to say about it. I guess I could have thought of more, but didn't. <laughs> All right, onto the show.